gosh. Look, trying to record this intro and this podcast has been exhausting because I'm at the point now where I'm sort of getting more of a hang on this gear that I'm trying to play around with things. I'm looking at my levels. I'm trying to hold and do 10 different things at once, uh, which is not the best. But hey, it's all very uh, indie and, and uh, BFM of me to give you the raw uncut versions of this podcast uh, so I apologize for the state of the audio files that I have given you this month but it's a great chat I think <laughs> the ambitious journey to try and make policy and wordy stuff sound fun I think it was achieved Alice is great to chat to and I think she's a very funny lady uh, she's the d- executive director of the New Zealand Writers Guild and we break down just a few things behind her job and, and you know, these these directors who support our industries and uh, the support that our industries need when your craft goes from just being your craft to uh, your career and your professional job. Uh, so here's hoping that when I take the SD card out of the recorder, it's this is... A- this is a an intro that sounds and and makes sense. <laughs> this is my last podcast for 2022. Golly, couldn't even remember what year it is. Uh, I will be back in 2023, not as your community manager, but as your Click podcast host. So I hope next year we can, you know, bring some decorum and professionalism into this dang podcast. Although that's not really my style. I like to keep it like to keep it real around here. <laughs> Have a great Christmas, a great New Year's, eat lots, hug everyone, or don't, you know, social distancing. Just stay safe and have stay safe. Stay safe and have a great 2023 when you come into it. Peace. Peace and love. See you later. Hi, Alice. Hi, Brady. Hi. Thanks for joining me in the the little back nook of uh, Click Studios today, where our edit suite now is. Um, My pleasure. It's a it's a great wee nook. It is, and you can hear the nice sort of beep beep of the um, trucks in the warehouse next door sometimes, which I always I love think. to hear the sound of industry. Yeah, exactly the sound of the sounds of industry. Um, so today, well. Alice uh, is the is the executive director of the New Zealand Writers Guild, uh, who I'd say you're some of our OG Click members. Yes, before been here before me. Yeah, and um, today we're going to not learn about writing. Okay, but we're going to learn about why policy is necessary, perhaps, and sure, and why. I guess I'd just like to know what does an executive director of a of our one of our screen guilds do? What what don't we do? I th- what don't you what do? What don't we do? I think that's the bigger question. We've established that you you don't write the scripts yourself. I do not write. I am not <laughs> a writer. Write. No. Although I write uh, submissions, I write feedback documents, I write a lot of emails and letters on behalf of our membership uh, to producers. To government organisations like the Film Commission, New Zealand On Air, uh, to our ministries like Ministry of Arts, Culture and Heritage, uh, Ministry of Business, Innovation and Employment, um, MSD is another one we write to on behalf of our people. So 
I write a lot of letters. If that qualifies me as a writer, I guess I'm a writer. I mean, technically it is writing. It is. Hilariously, I have dyslexia. So being a, uh, writing these things and running the Writers Guild often causes me some issues because I need mm. my lovely Claire to check everything I write. There's actually, there's amazing point though, like talking about the diversity and, and the neurodiversity in these roles. Because a lot of people associate dyslexia with like, Oh, I bet you can't read and you can't write, and it's like very far from yeah, yeah, very far from the truth. I use a calculator if I don't have a calculator. Yeah. yeah. Although, when I was an agent, I used to know twenty percent of everything because I had to. Twenty percent of everything. That so, was our commission. So, <laughs> so, so to uh, preface that, you were an agent before you went on to the Writers Guild. Yeah, so for 10 years I looked after actors, screenwriters, primarily lead actors and screenwriters in the local you know, New Zealand industry. Mm. And how did you, how did that transition happen into, oh, how did you end up in the, in, in, yes, in your tippy top spot of the uh, New Zealand Writers Guild? If we can call it a tippy top. A tippy top, <laughs> if we could. There's so many people scattered around the... The place with you guys. So I had been, I'd set up the writers division at Karen Key Management, which is an actors agency. And I was looking after quite a few of our sort of um, working screenwriters, I guess you could say that, you know, you'd know their names. And um, the position came up. The guy who'd been running the guild before me, he'd been there for seven years. He was deciding to leave and take on new things. And the position came up and I applied. Um, it did help that I was representing some of the people that were on the board of the Writers <laughs> Guild and they encouraged me to apply. But I was an applicant along with a whole bunch of other people who decided to apply and I just got the job. So, How long ago was that? Eight years ago. Woohoo! You've beat the last guy out now. Yeah. Eight years ago? <laughs> okay, see, so this is where maths is no good for me. So we, I, sta- I started in 2015, October 2015. Maybe that's seven years. Nodding. Yeah, seven years. Seven there years. we go. Seven years. I'm no good with numbers either, so we're not here for number facts. No. <laughs> we'll just say, it was a while ago. Yeah. Um, so that's how I got the job. But it, yeah... I mean, I didn't finish school, so people think that you, you know, the title of executive director, you have mm. to be ducks of your high school and that kind of thing. Not in our industry. Like, people don't finish school in our industry. We all just work really hard and get to where we need to be. Yeah. Um, we've got a lot less gatekeepers in our industry than in, like, corporate industries. Yeah. So. I guess it's because we are, well, the people who would be the gatekeepers are also the practitioners and the yeah. clients and the, yeah, we're kind of lucky in that. And also unlucky because it's uh, a lot of misunderstanding, I think, from outside industries. And I think it makes it harder for people who don't know our industry how to get into the industry because you do have to know someone who knows someone yeah. or you have to understand how the industry works before you come in because, you know, we're a big jungle and and you need to have your own machete to literally m- cut your pathway in the industry. Yeah, yeah. We're not like, say, nursing, where you go to Hamilton, you train as a nurse, you go to this hospital, you train as a nurse there, and then you go out into the world and you be a nurse somewhere. Like, you know, there's a really clear pathway. Mm-hmm. In the film industry or in the screen industry, the pathways are really unclear. Yeah. Like, you know, do kids at school know they could be a makeup artist? Do kids at school know that they could be a screenwriter? Do kids at school know that they could be a director or whatever else, you know? Or 
a props person or a art department, you know? Yeah. Yeah, well, you, you, they don't really lay out like, hey, you could do film. Here's all the tens of different jobs and all the stems off that that you could go into. Writing, people, they'd probably be like, you know, oh, writing is writing, you know, but there's a lot more to writing than you can't. I mean, you could. You'd just be like, I like writing. I want to be a writer. But there's multitudes of layers and which yeah. is why you're here. Yeah, so I... We don't tend to help school leavers so much, although we do love our click cohort um, outlook for someday. They do a lot of work with school leavers and and people who are wanting to get into the industry. That's super helpful. That is a good pathway for people to understand what you can do in the industry. But if you want to be a writer, you really have to do a lot of your own work. You know, you have to research what what kind of stories do I want to tell and then how do I make a script to get that, you know, and then how do I even get it made? Who do I talk to? How are things funded? Who do I involve in my creative team? What is my rights? You know, all those questions come only when you start doing them. So primarily the Guild is advocacy for writers. Yeah. And producers? Do you have... Mm, we've got some producers who are associate members, but they're not, you know, they can't vote on things within the organisation. We're more about ensuring that writers are reaching their full professional career goals. That includes looking after their rights, so ensuring that they've got the right contracts, ensuring that we're giving them information to help them to know how to find out what are, in, what are their rights, and other things like, you know, we do workshops every now and again. COVID has really put that kind of stuff to bed. But we're there to help our writers be the most professional and get as far as they can get in their careers. So would member so with the Writers Guild you get a membership yeah. that's like annual yearly or Yeah, so we've got a tiered membership. So if you're just yeah. starting out and say you're a student and you're at one like you're at a film school, for example, we've got a student membership available or an unwaged membership. So let's say you're on the benefit and you haven't yet got a job, we've got that available as well. Then we've got an associate membership, which is for people who haven't yet got any writing credits, so they're aspiring. Um, and we have people in there who come from all different places. So it's not just school leavers, it's actually people who are second or third career like they may have been working somewhere else in another industry entirely, but they've got this burning desire to write some things. And so they'll come into us, you know, as a second career. Um, age is no limit for screenwriters. Mm, totally. Everyone's got a story. <laughs> Everyone's yes. got a story. No, we don't necessarily <laughs> want to hear your stories. We want to help you get your story made. Yeah. So we've got different services that we would offer our membership. So it goes student, unwaged, associate, and then we've got full members. And they have the ability to vote on our elections each year for board members, um, to put into feedback and in submissions for things uh, around policy, like you first started out talking about policy. There are some really big pieces of policy. that Conveniently we work... straight away from yeah. policy. <laughs> policy we work on a lot. Um, and so it goes C, B, A, A+. Plus. And so people who are in an A-plus membership are at the very, very top of the pyramid, at the top of the triangle. That's how people like Peter Jackson and Fran Walsh, who 
there's nowhere else to, for them to be but at the top. Yeah. <laughs> and so in our sort of A category are people who are television writers in New Zealand who are creating their own work, who are doing it. They're out there, they're writing their own stuff and they're writing on other people's work as well. Yeah. Right. So do, I suppose being a member of the Guild, is it – is it like one to like, do they come to you like, hey, I've got a script and I need help and then yeah. you direct them out the right places or? Yeah, so we've got a couple of services that we offer people. So the first one would be a career checklist service. And this is for people who we, we target it depending on where people are in their career. But for most of the people who are doing it, it's this will be their first introduction on how to be a screenwriter. So we talk about setting goals. We talk about how to approach producers. We talk about creating your slate. So what is it that you're writing? What does it look like? How are you telling people that you're writing? And then, you know, ultimately going off and actually doing the writing itself. A lot of people in the industry think that one story will make a career. And it won't because there are a lot of people who say my great uncle John was in the war and it's the most incredible story about him and his dog choice. Who's going to buy the ticket to watch that, though? Yeah. And it's one thing. And once you get that one thing made, what's next? That is what your career looks like as a screenwriter. You've got to have a slate of work that is all the things you're writing at all of the time. It's not only your work, it's other people's work as well. Um, I would liken it to... Probably, hmm, I can't really actually compare screenwriting to any other element of the industry, but there's a lot more no's for a screenwriter than yeses in, in, in anywhere else, apart from probably actors who get a lot of no's as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of auditions don't get the job. Well, screenwriters are very similar in that respect, that they write a lot of stuff or they create a lot of ideas, but not all of them get picked up all of the time. So it's about managing how you create work, how you reach out to producers, and then how you progress your career from there. So the Writers Guild is not so much, it's not so much uh, do better spelling as it is um, helping to create the structure of your workflow sort of thing and stepping into it. Whereas um, you're not going to sit there and proofread everyone's script. We won't read people's material. <laughs> you won't read anyone's no. material. Um, and I suppose that's, you know, that makes total sense. You don't want to, like, spend half of your time talking to this person going, oh, God, you've written another story about a white man from from Auckland. Great Uncle John and his dog. Great Uncle John and his dog. And then what happens? I know someone with a great Uncle John, but... um, Was it a good story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not there to be like, is your story good? You're there to be like, will your story go somewhere? Yeah, and writers are really the the R&D of our industry, the research and development of our industry. And unlike literary authors who sit in the world of creating stories to sell in paperback or on Kindle, our writers have to have a market in mind because they have to sell either a ticket or a spot on a television, you know, on a network or somewhere on a streamer. They have to know who is going to watch their show. That is the big element of writing that is different from a literary author or a poet you're not writing as a poet you're not writing with an audience in mind you're writing how you feel and 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 then the audience comes to you for that's right for your style or whatever it is that you're writing 
And literary authors are the same. They might work in a certain genre, like young adult or horror or, you know, you know, the endless numbers of genres you've got. But their audience is worldwide. Whereas television or feature film or web series or streaming, you have to know your audience, otherwise you can't sell your product. Yeah. I mean, because I suppose half of the writing is it being on a screen. Like, it's not all... Sure, you could have written something great, but is it going to translate to screen? Yeah. Yeah. Um, to, to, do, to redirect us back to policy... Okay, yes. Shall I just say, what is... What, what is what, policy? What is policy? And why do we love talking about policy? <laughs> this is where everyone turns off. Yeah, um, everyone will go, oh, that was really good, Bridie. Goodbye. <laughs> policy makes our world work. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what industry you're in, the policies you work within or the world that you create is all designed by a policy. It's all designed by a policy. Health and safety regulations are policy. Copyright legislation has got policy within it. So within our world in the film industry, we've got policy that sits under a couple of places. So we've got legislation at the very top end. That comes from government. That's a directive. That's our law. That's legislation. Is legislation is the law. The law. It's you the world we work in. You can do this. Yeah, exactly. And for us, we've got, you know, Broadcasting Acts. And we've got the Film Commission Act. And the New Zealand On Air Act, you know, we've got... And they have their own policies. And they have their own policies. <laughs> so when we talk about policy, sometimes it can be a very high level from government side, or it can be an operational policy that, say, Film Commission put together to administer a fund. Mm-hmm. So policy can be impactful. Uh, let's talk about early development funding, which is a fund that is available for feature film creators um, from the Film Commission. And it's about getting some money together to create a script to make something really amazing that will go on to become a film. There's policy that sits around the Early Development Fund that we would talk to the Film Commission about to either help open it up or to assist in making it a really high-quality fund that really awesome, amazing projects come out of. So recently, recently being the end of last year, we worked with SPADA, who look after producers, and the Directors and Editors Guild they were primarily looking after directors in this conversation. We all got together and talked to the Film Commission about there needing to be changes around the Early Development Fund to make it more available to people who didn't have a producer. So we were opening that fund up, mm. and that's policy. So when people come to me and are stamping their feet and wanting change in the world, the first thing that my mind goes to is what is the policy that's creating this scenario? What is the environment that we're working in? Because it would have been created by a policy. Whether it's a legislation, through an act, through a government agency, through a crown entity, into the world we're working in. So that's policy and that's how I see it. So when people start saying to me, we need a blah, blah and blah, I go, cool, so where does that sit? Who's responsible for that and what do we need to change to do that? So that's most of my day job. Is looking and investigating and... so And obviously Writers Guild has its own policy. Yes, (laughs) that was a bewildered look. No, no, I was like, I guess we call it different things. So Writers Mm. Guild has a constitution. 
uh-huh. because we're a membership organisation. Yeah. When we're partially funded by Film Commission, we get some core funding from them, primarily funded by our membership fees, so that members pay for the services they receive. And then we get a bit more funding that we outsource, like go to different places to ask you know, for money. Mm-hmm. We work to a constitution. Because we're a membership organisation, our constitution tells us how we look. That's our policy, using my quotey fingers. That's our policy. Is our constitution. Don't worry, I whack these all the time. <laughs> For those of you that know me, my arms are in full flight. <laughs> um, so that is the policy we work under. It's just called a different name. That's why I looked at you like going, what? It's not a policy. It's a constitution. <laughs> it's a constitution. Yeah, and I guess that's where my brain works really well. What is the bit of paper that's telling us how this functions? Mm, mm. So you're kind of like... I suppose a. I th- I suppose I'm trying to wrap my head around the qu- right question. There's so many questions to ask, and also like, could go on forever because policy just goes on forever. Do you write? So okay. No, we don't write policy. You don't write any policies. You just have good intel of the existing. And I think this is where people like myself and other people who work in roles as advocates within the industry, you have to know your environment to best, you know, Mm. represent your members' needs. And that is knowing the legislation and knowing the um, parameters of the world that we work within. Mm. What does our funding parameters look like? What is, are they working? Do they need to be doing better? Um, You know, we did a huge amount of feedback into the premium um, development fund, which came from COVID relief funding from Ministry of Arts, Culture and Heritage, through New Zealand On Air, uh, Film Commission and Tamangai Paho to create some really high quality drama productions. And we had some big concerns around that policy because it didn't really reflect the outcome that the ministry was looking for. Mm. We didn't get very far because it was a one-off fund. Like, we fought like mountain lions, to try and get some change within that policy to best look after the the needs of screenwriters. And that was to ensure that there was a good level of funding for screenwriters to actually develop beautiful, high-quality content to go to production. Um, Didn't quite pan out as we wanted it to. And I guess that's the thing when it comes to doing this kind of advocacy work. You win some, you lose some. Mm -hmm. And that's about knowing what you can and can't affect change on. Mm -hmm. But always knowing you have to try. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And I guess when you say you fought, is this like you sitting behind your computer, like uh, emailing aggressively? (laughs) Um, Is this like attending hooies? Is this like what does the fight look like the for you? The fight looks like a lot of emailing, a lot of phone calls, a lot of meetings in small windowless rooms with different ministry officials, with, you know, different staff members of the different agencies like Film Commission and New Zealand On Air. It looks like a lot of conversation to get to the point of even putting a submission on paper to say, mm-hmm. our screenwriters want to see this. Yeah. And sometimes we have quite divergent needs as well because you'll find... There's a group of people who work in this space and they have nothing to do with television. They're doing web series or they're doing theatre or they're only working on feature films. So their needs are very different from, say, our television writers who need quite different, you know, different policies to make their work easier or more open or bigger or better, whatever the thing is that that they need 
to do better in their jobs, to create better things. So we have to ensure that we are really um, careful in how we put our submissions forward. And we will often group our submissions by the type of writer. So feature film writers are saying this. Television writers are saying this. Web series writers are saying this, so that it's very clear that the needs of these people are being met, but it might be it might look really different from a policy point of view. Yeah. So you're really collating the information from what your members have said, yeah. putting it together. Here's the proof, evidence, X, Y, Z, and then naturally it goes out of your hands after a while, I suppose. Yeah. So depending on what, what bit of policy we're, you know, we're expected to feed back on or input on will depend on how much time we've got to consult with our members and then put submissions together and then give them back to whoever it is that we're asking for. Some of the time the consultation on policy is actually just a conversation with a staff member at a different organisation mm. and can be very, very straightforward. Sometimes it's not and it takes months of conversation and months of paperwork and months of white papers and research pieces. Um, and depending on what it is that we're trying to achieve, big or small, the, the, the fight looks really different. Fight's probably the wrong word because I would say... When I go into these conversations, it really is about going, we're humans trying to achieve a human outcome for other humans who want to do the best they can. It doesn't always have to be a fight. No. Sometimes it's just a discussion. Sometimes it's just a discussion. But sometimes it can be a little heated, especially if you've got really um, different views. Especially in the creative industries. Uh, We've got a lot of different personalities. Oh, look, you know, the the filmies love a bingle. (laughs) Filmies love a bingle. Don't they? We'll make that the quote of the episode. Filmies love a bingle. I mean, I guess from my perspective, I get, I, I'm i surrounded by, like, film and everyone. I'm just having people walk across the office to one office, like, either very quickly or slowly. And you know if it's, like, a quick walk, something's happened within the film, like, the screeny world, um, which is always really interesting to me, but... Um, frantic and at times stressful for you I suppose the fun part of um, Writers Guild is it's the like I think the workshops and you've got resources and and all that what sort of workshops have you done what have you done this year I know you've had a couple on oh, we've had I mean this year we've oh had this a... year's tricky what did you yeah. used to do like when you were running heaps when we were running heaps, we were doing a lot of professional development workshops and they were about knowing your rights. So we did a tour around New Zealand of those. Um, we have just finished up a tour this year, which was connecting our um, screenwriters to what was happening in the Screen Industry Workers Act, which is the new legislation that has passed to allow for uh, collective bargaining to occur for screen workers. So that's something that we've worked really hard on in this last 12 months and our workshops have been really focused on. Next year it will be about enabling people to do their own contract conversations with their producing partners while we focus on the collective bargaining. So we won't be able to do all those individual contracts anymore while we step into collective bargaining. So we'll want to ensure our writers are really well equipped to have those conversations on their own. Cool. Yeah, that is... uh... It's the little um, collectives of, of film. You've got you guys, we've got WIFT, everything makes up the whole movie. I don't know. I just feel like there's so many guilds and resources. It's really cool. Oh, my gosh. You know, there are so many guilds and there are so... New Zealand's all about a guild. 
I feel yeah. like a collective or a guild or a <laughs> it's it's an interesting one. I mean, New Zealanders have always been frontline protesters, right? You know, we yeah. we love a bingle. <laughs> love a we bingle. love a bingle. Um, and but we don't love a Google. No, <laughs> who's got time for a Google? <laughs> so sometimes people get themselves hit up mm. or really worked up about an really issue. Really bingled. Really bingled, <laughs> and then they haven't gone, oh, potentially someone's been through this already. Maybe there's a resource available to me f- to help me in this scenario. And it's nine times out of ten at the end of the Google that the answer lies. Or at the end of a phone call, you know, we've seen everything at the Writers Guild. We've seen every kind of contract. We've seen everything go wrong and everything go right. And quite often it's like new parents, I guess. Quite often people think this is the first time it's ever happened. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've got resources on our website that cover contracts, that cover minimum rates, that cover troubleshooting. We've worked with Sparta, the Producers Guild, to come up with a best practice guide of how to work with writers and producers. It's all available. It's all there. But no, they want to ask their friends on the social media rather yeah. than going, Google, how do I? It's it's almost too easy, right? Yeah. It's like we've made things too easy yeah. for, for everyone. Yeah. Too easy is probably the wrong way of looking at it because the fight to get good resourcing available for our emerging folks has been something that I would say has evolved over the last 10 years. Yeah. When I first entered the industry 20 years ago, none of that was available. Google wasn't even available. Google was not there. (laughs) You could could ask Jeeves. Yeah, totally. But you couldn't, you know, those resources weren't there. There are so many resources now available for our emerging folks, whether it's a guide, whether it's a rates guide or or a how-to guide on how to do contracting with your producer mates and the funding that is available for emerging um, film practitioners is so high was not there 10 years ago but that's only because we fought to get it there Mm. and so people coming into the industry now I think there it's it's all available to them they think it was all there before yeah yeah and it wasn't no it's been a it's been a journey it's been a climb yeah Well, well policy policy hey do we know what policy is? I mean, yeah, I think we can say we know what policy is. You could probably like sit here and say words like legislation and and policy again and again, <laughs> and I'd be like, mm, yes, yes. Think um, about policy is the piece of paper that tells you how to do the thing on this day. That's your policy. As, simple as. Yeah. Well, I think that we're coming to like a good end. Wow. Yeah. Like thirty minutes. Doesn't time fly? Thank you, Alice. Pleasure. Where we where can we find the Writers Guild online? We are nzwg.org.nz. You can find all the resources. You can find our submissions on different policies on there. You can find the funding that we administer for Seed, which is for feature films, and Kopiti Aki, which is for television series. Um, yeah, we're there. We're available. We're just at the end of a phone call or an email, and our website has heaps of stuff on it. Heaps. Can confirm. There's heaps. 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 Cool. Thanks, Alice. Thanks. Thanks.